Hey, and welcome to the show. It's the pricks. It's your prick. It's it's me, Johnny, and I'm here with my brother Tony, and we're the pricks over here. Tony Prick, that's my name. Eating pricks is my game. Oh yeah, we're eating pricks all over the place. We're eating uh, big pricks, little pricks, medium pricks, and we eat the pricks in order to increase our own prickishness. You know, you got a baby in a wheelchair, we'll push that shit in the ditch with the pricks. You know, we do prickish things. I'm such a prick that I go out to the desert and I find those prickly cactuses that are endangered and I knock them over. That's what how you big got, of a you gotta, I am. Yeah, you got yeah, you those prickly cactuses. That's that's well in keeping with your motif, Tony. You're a big prick. You 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 knock them endangered cacti over. Uh, uh, one time I showed up at the airport late for picking up someone and then I I, I like farted a lot in front of them with the pricks, you know. I'm such we a do prick. that a lot. I'm such a prick. I cast Timothy Chalamet to be a hot young Wonka in a new movie about Wonka. That's what. Oh, <laughs> oh, prick! That's a real prick move. He's gonna be a real prick in that movie. He's gonna be as if you were the prickification of Wonka. Ah, we're the pricks. Fuck a loompa dee doo. Fuck a little he's Chalamet. Good. He's going to fuck all the Oompa Loompas. He's going to colonize them and he's going to fuck them. Oh, God. No, you know what they're going to do is they're going to wokeify the Oompa Loompas in the new movie because they're the pricks. Ah. And the Oompa Loompas, well, there's no longer going to be Oompa Loompas in the movie. But that's that probably isn't a prickish move. Roald Dahl was a prick for making them little oh. slave pygmies in the first book. Oh, he was a prick. Roald Dahl is my, my prick idol. He's such a oh, big prick. Oh, big prick. Oh. oh, gigantic fucking prick. His, uh, all of his books are about, you know, hurting children. Huge prick. What a prick. Some form of cosmic revenge. Some form of deep-seated Norwegian prick revenge. See, these Norwegian pricks. Can you think of any other Norwegian pricks? Uh, there is uh, Nausgaard. <laughs> big prick. Big prick. Yeah, he's the pricks. Yeah. I, of course, we have Varg Vikernes, otherwise known as Burzum, big prick, killed a guy, yeah. set some churches on fire. Such a prick. Big uh, prick. Big prick. Oh, With the pricks doing expert prick commentary. Let's, uh, we can do a little prick commentary and combo Peterson watch, because um, Dr. Jordan Peterson came out against gay Fruit Loops this week. <laughs> Dr. Dr. P. <laughs> Is back in the news with his uh, uh, incendiary remarks against the gayishness of Fruit Loops. Well, Fruit Loops have uh, Fruit Loops put out like a some kind of ad campaign about how they're you know pro equality and LGBT and everything and right because was... they're a rainbow cereal. Right. It's like well we're already here, boys. <laughs> like Skittles are already gay, you know. So you might as well. I'm sure Skittles have already put out an LGBT, you know, taste the rainbow gay candy thing. No, Skittles went reactionary and they removed all colors from their um, <laughs> from their candy. It's just gray, a gray thing now. Yeah. No, that was actually true. Wasn't there some sort of marketing campaign yeah. where they took the colors away from Skittles, but it was to show that what's the world without a rainbow? Right. We yeah. need yeah. our queers just like we need our industrial food dye that keeps our Skittles going. Well, now we got we got Kellogg gay ass butthole cereal for your gay ass. <laughs> <laughs> just have yeah. Instead of Wheaties, we have Leather Daddies on the box now. That would be great. Famous Leather Daddies. We're gonna have drag queens on the Wheaties in this gay world, and all of my kids will be thinking about Lady Bunny while they get their fiber. 
And they're going to be shitting and thinking about drag queens, and they'll be gay. Oh, no, this world. <laughs> yeah, the Fruit Loops are going to turn everyone gay. They're going to turn all our kids gay with their uh, propaganda. Uh, are they filled with plastics? Right, yeah, that's what it's just. Um, it's, it's, it's actually a chemical reaction that occurs in your brain when you're exposed to plastics. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't that a thing? I mean, that was a like, there is some evidence to suggest that that thing where um, Alex Jones says, they're turning the frogs fucking gay. Mm-hmm. That actually is true, right? There is some evidence to suggest that chemical runoff results in frogs developing a predilection towards the fairer frog sex. Listen, life is a computer simulation. So if you want to say something's true, be my guest. Like, sure. Yeah. It's, it's quote-unquote true. I think aggressive Miss Piggies are turning the frogs gay, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of gay frogs, uh, gay Kermit's uh, Jordan, Peter, Jordan Peterson. It yeah. all loops back around to Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, what does he have against the gay fruit? So Fruit Loops did a quality campaign. What did he post against the gay Fruit Loop campaign? Just that it exists. I mean, that's all he has to do. He he is really active on Twitter. He was active all last night on Twitter, like retweeting people. And he's this mm-hmm. man's got like two million followers. I do not know yeah. how he has the capacity to be this active on Twitter with two million followers. Um, but he was like blowing the fuck out of like uh, people who were trying to come at him. Like he was retweeting oh, yeah. people and like insulting them. He called uh, someone a noisome little wench, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What if he's just like part of his benzodiazepine psychosis is he thinks he's just in a D&D game constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I cast magic missile on you, which is my use of words and reason. The only missile we have. Well, someone was talking about how he's short, um, and he replied, like, every inch matters. And then he he knew it was going to be taken as dick jokes, because then he started retweeting everyone who's making the dick jokes with, like, little smiley uh-huh. faces. <laughs> you have fallen into my trap. I have baited you. I understand from Jungian archetypes. I understood that this would be taken as a... As a placeholder for the phallus. Right. Men retweet it because they want to apprehend the phallus, and women retweet it because of <laughs> eternal penis envy. <laughs> I have crafted the ultimate tweet. <laughs> He's insane. Like, uh, let me see if I can find the find the uh, tweet where he really uh, yells at someone. I, I have it saved here. Oh, here we go. It is almost impossible to imagine that someone as noisome and ignorant as you exists, but this tweet proves it. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Noisome. <laughs> it's, it's just such verbal ownage right there, you know? Mm-hmm. You've been taken down by two different adjectives. Um, and <laughs> he started retweeting everyone who was talking about pop- overpopulation of the planet with one word, retweets, uh, to just say leave. Like, leave the planet? Where are we going to go? <laughs> well, I actually agree with that. I don't care about... Uh, uh, wait, uh, unless he's supporting... Is he supporting, like, 
Elon Musk style, like we are going to colonize Mars and there's going to be a lot of deaths at first, but we will make sure that they are poor people. No, he's just saying he's he's saying that we're not anywhere close to carrying capacity and we're not going to overpopulate the planet. Oh, yeah, but I agree with that. That's actually a good point by uh, Dr. Peterson. Yeah, he's been like semi okay a little bit lately, but don't let that fool you. <laughs> don't let him don't let him rub and rope you in. Um, I, I mean, I haven't heard any big Peterson hype. The thing is, like, a lot of the... I, I mean, while QAnon is big, like, since Trump got defeated, a, a lot of the alt-right feels like it's been scoured or, like, factionalized and, like, put into a lot of places. Or there's no, like, coherent alt-right anymore. Mm. There's no, like, uh, movement that they're fomenting around. So I've even, like, heard that his new book is not as... Like, there's not as much reactionary shit in his new book as there was in his previous book. Probably. Um, I mean, I don't think he's really got that many uh, groundbreaking ideas. So no. He just has to rehash stuff. Yeah, it's been said a million times before, but he's the self-help guy, right? He's yeah. just doing the same Tony Robbins shit, you know, how to get ahead in business shit, uh, how to win friends and influence people. It's all the same... Um, which is basically just set goals, do things in moderation, you know, brush your teeth, pet a cat, you know, live, try and live in the present, form relationships with people. Yeah. You know, just yeah. basic good advice. Yeah, basic advice like play the Herbal Essences orgasm commercial at Abu Ghraib. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we, uh, you got that queued up? Uh, can we hear a little bit of that? Introducing Herbal Essences Fruit Fusions with an exhilarating new fruit fragrance and an exotic blend of organic fruit extracts for hair that's naturally beautiful. Yes! 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 No, no, no. New fruit fusion. The guy at the end saying no, no, no. Yeah, that's a rest in Iraqi prisoner at Abu Ghraib. Yeah, because he has to hear that 24 hours a day. Yeah. That's terrible. That's Lindy England who's uh, making the orgasming noises. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. No. I, presumably in the commercial, the guy going, no, 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 is her husband who's getting cucked by some shampoo. Exactly. He can't live up to the sexual powers that the shampoo has. Yeah. And also, it's like he hates the sound of hearing his wife have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Your joy brings me nothing but displeasure because you robbed me of my youth, Tabitha. Yeah. Well, men use the same bar of soap for everything. You know, it's like, oh, why, yeah. why can't women use one bar of soap to clean everything? Yeah, I use, I when I wash my asshole, I immediately then use the same bar of soap to wash my hair. Call that an ass to hair, an A-T-H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see the 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 well, cleaned it's the a, it's lied ass up to residue ass to face call that ATF <laughs> ATF right ass to face uh, 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 when you when you take a shit and you smoke it in a blunt wrap that's ass to lungs or the ATL <laughs> which is no that's <laughs> that's uh, uh, wh what am I saying I'm saying nothing. Let's all jerk off each other in an Ouroboros of eternity. Uh, 
I think that's what's really beautiful about um, homosexual relationships is that um, because you, you can you can really create an eternal an eternal train of people, whereas in heterosexual relationships, you know, it just you know stops hey, at one end. Hey, we need liquor department. Sorry, sorry, it just loaded. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's just it's just more YouTube content loading, interrupting you. We're a very chaotic podcast now. Now that we have we're all chaotic the, now. Now that we have all of the sound effects, <laughs> it's yeah, a morning we're, we're zoo. Gonna... Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy, you're gonna win your prizes. You're gonna win your jimmies and your prizes. Oh, uh, we should you're take calls. You're gonna win so many things. Um, can you call someone right now? Put them on. I guess we don't have a way to plug them in to the board. We, we, no, we can't plug them into the board. But I can inelegantly uh, put my phone up to the <laughs> microphone. That's gonna sound terrible. And it would sound terrible. terrible. Yeah. I'll sound. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna call April Margera and say. Ma'am, we found Bam. Bam is dead. <laughs> Can a prank call Bam's mom? Yeah, and oh. tell him that Bam died. <laughs> Bam? Bam. Uh, no, that's actually very sad. Did you see that interview with Johnny Knoxville where he looks very cool for GQ and mm -hmm. he's all pensive and he's telling sad stories about how uh, we're, we're really lost Bam to the drugs. He doesn't want to help himself. It's, it's very sad, actually. That's, uh, that's, I wouldn't have spoken about my druggy friend on, on the live interview. What? That's they not... didn't, uh, they didn't, uh, it, it was subtle. It wasn't like that. They didn't ask an out-and-out -out question about Bam. But I think they asked, like, is anyone not appearing in this new jackass? Well, the and dead then, guy, right? <laughs> dead guy. Well, yeah, Ryan Dunn is not good. two dead guys. I think didn't didn't the uh, the larger man die? Didn't Preston mm, die? Maybe I don't know. I'm so you know it's surprising know. that my theory is that one of them actually died in a jackass prank, and evil Johnny Knoxville covered it up and made it, <laughs> <laughs> it seem like it, it, something, something else. <laughs> It wasn't Johnny Knoxville. It was the secret mastermind behind it, Spike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tiny little Spike Jones being like, "You want to fuck with the brand? You want to fuck with the brand? I'll fuck with you." I wrote her. God damn it! I directed where the wild things are. It's James Gandolfini's greatest fucking performance. I'm Spike Jones. You know why they call me that? I'll put a fucking spike through your cock. <laughs> I dated fucking Carano. I made her do the O-Face more times than a fucking bottle of fucking natural herbal essence of shampoo. I'm fucking Spike Jones and I got a Spike fucking dick. I'll fucking fuck your mother. I'm Spike Jones. So my character is evil Spike Jones. Yeah. He's a big brick. Whoa. What a brick. Whoa, he's a brick. Brick of the day. What a prick. It's evil Spike Jones. <laughs> Spike type of prick. <laughs> spike -o. I, uh, I an anime avatar on Twitter liked me, and uh, there was a Spike from Cowboy Bebop, and so I was like, it felt like I was getting liked by Spike from Cowboy Bebop on Twitter. It's really cool. That's that's super cool. Yeah. Spike is hot and Jewish. <laughs> is he? <laughs> I mean, his name is Spike Spiegel, so people have been like, he's a Jew, sure. Mm. In um, the same way that uh, uh, I don't know. how many Japanese Jews do you think there are? I mean, uh, like, like Japanese people who are from Japan and both have parents of Japanese origin, but they're they like converted to Judaism, or like, are you talking about like half Japanese, half Jewish people? Because there's a lot of half Japanese, half Jewish people. That's <laughs> yeah. 
I bet. <laughs> I bet there are. I can think of at least one one famous one who I like and who I'm not famous, but Twitter famous. Uh, Kenzo Shibata is half Japanese, half Japanese. Yeah. No, that's cheating. I mean two Japanese people <laughs> who've converted to Judaism. Just who are like really like orthodox, <laughs> like, you know, Nisim Black. I think, have we mentioned Nisim Black on the show before? I don't think so. Let me check, oh, let me check the oh, log. Oh, man. Please look up a Nisim Black video right now. Oh, my God. Is it music? Nisim Black is, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a black guy from Seattle, and he fell in love with Orthodox Judaism wow. and converted and moved all of his family to Israel, and he dresses in traditional Orthodox Jewish garb uh, with a large black hat and payas. Well, and his wife he, he has, has her hair. He has music videos, which I'm not going to play, but it looks like there's an ad where he's advocating um, that we that we donate to Israel. So I can play that. These yes, times he's very have been pro-Israel. devastating for many of us, suffering from a lack of work, a lack of food, and a lack of resources. Being put in a position where it's become the greatest struggle just to buy basic necessities and providing dinner for our loved ones. Okay, well, th- he's just advocating we give um, pretzels to Israel, I believe. Cause they're, 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 yeah, they're running out of pretzels. They're running out of they pretzels? They don't have enough pretzels. Uh, yeah. Is that a Jewish uh, food, pretzel? No, it's a German food. Huh. That, uh, oh, so previously Jewish, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they appropriated <laughs> it. I don't know. What are Jewish foods? Uh, no- fish, noodle casserole, soup, you weird noodle casserole. Uh, really bad uh, uh, fucking brisket. Mm-hmm. I don't know, fucking know. But Nissan Black is, uh, yeah, his music videos are entertaining. Oh, yeah, he's he's a rapper as well. That might, um, that might have been more entertaining, but alas, the copyright issues of our unknown podcast strike again, even though Cometown can apparently play copyrighted music and be on Spotify all the time. So I don't know what's I, up with that. I don't know. They have powers. They have political powers. Maybe there is like maybe come town they they like have a professional operation. They have a music clearance yeah. person who's doing a lot of work. It's fucking Brendan James. Yeah, Brendan James. Brendan James. Yeah. Uh you you don't like blowback. I'm I, listening I like to it. blowback. We're, I'm you listening, were to... listening to blowback and telling me you didn't like blowback. Well, I I I sometimes like it, but uh, I just listened to their first bonus episode that had an interview with a um journalist who was in Iraq and that guy mm-hmm. said the word literally like 400 times in, in about 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> And, Didn't uh, like how much he said literally. I at by the end of it was like I'm going to assign everything I just heard into the bullshit category just because that guy said the word literally so much so many times. Uh, it's really bad. People don't say literally so much when you're speaking because <laughs> it refers to written words. Um, so why don't you quit saying it, please? There you thank go. You. It's improper. But uh, that's what people do. They use improper things until you just force it into the system. There must like be how order. Nuclear, <laughs> nuclear is now an accepted spelling. No, there's no order. There's no. It's chaos, baby. You know, it's just you're you're always in a swirling void of words and language, and uh, everybody's playing with it constantly. God, dabbing in it and sticking their penises in it like so many jason biggs is into cherry pies you keep your penis you keep your penis away from my language (laughs) i'll keep my penis into your language pie and then eugene levy will find us and uh, uh that's my favorite american food fucking movie 
the other being Call Me By Your Name, which has a great food fucking sequence. Oh, I like uh, the one with um, famous actor uh, with the butter. Famous actor, man. Oh, the, the fucking <laughs> actual rape scene where in Last food, Tango in Paris? Yeah, where the food fucks you in Paris. Like, uh, no, the that's bad. They, they raped that lady. That, I, that yeah. was an actual... She did not consent to that. That's, uh, that was that's, uh, illegal. Bertolucci is pretty cancelable as a result. <laughs> like, I, I, I like a lot of Bertolucci movies, but I don't bemoan his cancellation. Is he alive even? I don't know. He died very oh. recently. Well, you can't cancel the dead. You can can. <laughs> that would be funny. It's like a zombie. You do a zombies movies, and all the feckless millennials are trying to fight the zombies, and they keep tweeting at the zombies. And like, it's no work. Our tweeting is not doing it. They're not stopping. They're moving slowly toward you, us. And I tweeted that you they- can't. <laughs> no, no, they're eating me, bro. You're being corn cobbed right now. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No, no. There's, uh, we would do... Everyone... Everyone... You remember that brief period when everyone wanted a zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. Like, when, when we were in high school, like, the zombie guide to survival came out. Yeah. And, like, there was all this popular zombie literature and at, at the crest of that like the first season of the walking dead came out and everyone was like Wah! yep and like so what 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 was that was it just like george w Bush? was it the bush years making everyone feel like you know we're close to the apocalypse um yeah and you know in some ways like the obama years were an antidote to that in the mainstream consciousness do you think that's what it was, why people were gearing up for the apocalypse so hard? Um, maybe. I mean, everyone went through a period of insanity after 9-11, and mm. uh, it's hard to... it's hard to. We don't necessarily have to be able to explain it rationally. Uh, another piece of media that was big was Left 4 Dead, the video game, and Left 4 Dead 2 yeah. uh, with zombies. A lot of zombie stuff, but I think right after that, Twilight came along, and we, we swept the zombies away and replaced them with shiny vampires, and... We shiny felt better for Obama. Boys, yeah. You know, Obama, we had the the shiny true blood, yeah, and the true blood, right? It's see, see the zombies. See, the fear of the zombies was the fear of the Christian right. You know, the hmm. fear of the conformist Christian right coming to get you, and you know, which is why it's significant that Walking Dead takes place in Atlanta, where there's this fear of this this uh, undifferentiated conforming force coming to eat you and take your humanity away uh and that's sort of what it felt like in the bush years this evangelical uh cadre was moving us towards neoconservative oblivion by just getting us into these clash of civilizations wars which only destroyed everything and didn't do anything well they kind of had a purpose i've come around to the iraq war i'm actually pro iraq war now (laughs) (laughs) okay okay why are you pro iraq war well it was part of the imperial project of You're you're pro imperialism <laughs> now. I'm now in favor of imperialism. Hey, hey, we're gonna have to live under the shadow of the hegemon, and if we'd have to live under the shadow of the hegemon, I'd rather it be um, the shadow of our hegemon. 
You're t- you're talking about so look, there's Sonic the Hegemon and Shadow the Hegemon, and we're gonna yeah. Well, there's Digimon. And we're gonna live under the Dark One Man. There's Digi. There's either Digimon. You're, this is just dark enlightenment, right? <laughs> yeah, Stephen. It's Digimon or Hegemon, is basically my attitude. So okay, right? Digi- Hegemon, the the imperialist Digimon. Who's, what's the ultimate form is neo neoliberal mon. Or whatever, mm-hmm. some terrible fucking leftist meme involving neoliberal mind. Oh well, the, the neoliberals are part of this whole thing. They're they're like Obama is part of it. Obama and Bush are 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 flip sides of the same coin because you you need oh, yeah. an Obama to come after a Bush, and then you need a Bush to come after an Obama. That's part of the yeah. that is imperialism. That was um. It's that South Park episode, you know, that 100th episode South Park. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. And everyone in the town, you know, they resolve their differences upon realizing that uh, America, you can do imperialism just as long as you have uh, a bunch of pussy libs at home protesting against it. Because it means you get to kill, but it means it looks like you care as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the reaction to the neoconservative policies is just as important in maintaining it uh you know because if 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 it looks like uh you know they're bombing us but the populace cares you know maybe they're less likely to be reactionary against us maybe they're less likely to take arms against us yeah and it's always 49 to 51 and so any country that might want to do something like externally to us like say hack us or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. um there's two things that that sort of uh says to me is that you don't want to do anything that would hurt the citizens because it's very close and for them switching the other way and taking the boot off of your neck or but you do want to sort of try to sway them with misinformation so now mm-hmm. i guess i'm a russiagate guy i'm a pro iraq russiagator <laughs> i'm the mo- i'm the mo- <laughs> i am the modern democratic party unironically or, yeah, wait, no, you are, ironically, you've, you've, very ironically. You've reasoned yourself back to full Kristen cinema. You, you now have the politics of I Kristen I love Kristen cinema. I love her outfits. <laughs> get the fit. Get the Kristen cinema fit. Uh, get the Kristen cinema Ella Emhoff, you know, fucking yeah. <laughs> Mr. F runway looks. <laughs> Oh my god, uh, just walking down in a straight up like Lorax Thneed, <laughs> <laughs> just going to vote no yeah. on a bill that allows orphans to survive for a day longer. I really hope we do some kind of war authorization bill so that she can have a, have a, have a walk down the, the runway moment again. <laughs> Cover girl, put that base in your what? I mean, if she did it like a fat, like what is the, what is it called when the models walk down? Is it the catwalk? Yeah, if the catwalk. Like they go catwalk, down the catwalk. Is that a sexist term? Do that little turn on the catwalk. Is that a sexist term? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was originally called the pussy walk. Uh, it was it was originally called uh, the gash walk. <laughs> oh, no. Had, oh no! Oh <laughs> no! Moving on. Moving to the on. Catwalk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I had something briefly in my uh, in my mind to bring up, but it's like flitting in and out of my my ability to speak. Anyway, 
Um, how are we going to solve this baby bust? My idea on Twitter was not liked by anyone, which is the numbering bureau, and that's where you number everyone. And if the number isn't high enough, you start uh, putting the people in jail with the low numbers. So it's yeah. like a, it's like a incentivizing <laughs> more numbers. Um, um, we got to revive JFK to get everything everyone horned up again. It's not about the baby bust. It's about how many babes you can bust in. Yeah. JFK, fuck machine. Oh, yeah, uh, I will uh, fuck as many people as possible. <laughs> Everyone will be Kennedys. <laughs> revive JFK. That's what. That's how we save America, really. We just have to revive JFK. We just have to do the DNA voodoo and come up with Franken, Franken Kennedy. Yeah, we have that guy. He's going to like run for senator. He'll, he's probably going to run for president next. What, red hair, wet mouth? <laughs> yeah, that, yes. President red that hair, guy, wet mouth. That guy sucks. His <laughs> mouth is too wet. Uh, he needs a drier mouth like Kennedy's. He, need, he, he needs a dry, <laughs> supple, Addison's riddled mouth like a red John F. Kennedy's. Uh, he's uh, going to run for something and lose again. He's probably, oh my God. Yeah, he's so fucking unappealing. He's more unappealing than Elizabeth Warren. Like, Massachusetts just creates these politicians that nobody could possibly like, except for, uh, I don't know, high-strung nerds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with New York. New York is not creating good politicians. Oh, my God. The, the fucking New York mayoral race is such a fucking woof. It's Every really candidate is bad. No, Yang is like good. Everyone... What are you talking about? Yang is funny. Yang doesn't know anything about what's going on. He's like, how do they even get rid of the garbage in this city? <laughs> it's just wandering around like Mr. Bean and causing yeah. trouble. <laughs> and like a, a piano falls like right behind him and he's walking down the street and he like turns around. How did I get there? <laughs> yeah, he's having a baby's day out. He just walks through a construction site and like onto a girder that's going by and you know. <laughs> Uh, all these problems are being caused behind him, like the Green Day walking contradiction video. Yeah, he's 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 reading his uh, he's like reading tweets on his iPhone, and he's walking through the construction zone and like on an I beam that starts raising up while he's walking on it. And he yes, exactly gets involved in all kinds of. But he's just not noticing. I love that trope. Yeah, and and the powerhouse music is dun 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 and then he makes his way through a foundry and like narrowly avoids like a a boiling pot of lead going over his head. Yeah, like a big steel beam swings by. You think it's gonna clip him, but then a trap door opens and he falls down into the into the basement. Good stuff. And then he accidentally, you know, uh, defiles DMX's grave or something like that. Oh, no. Oh. Why would he defile DMX's grave? Accidentally. He just walks into it and, uh, you know, uh, he had been soaked through inattention. He had been soaked in uh, female moose urine. And so he attracts a large moose uh, and it stomps all over and shits all over DMX's grave. You don't think it's a plot to disrupt the monster truck gangster rap unity that we saw following uh, DMX's death? That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I Can I say I love the DMX funeral, the best of humanity. <laughs> Uh, I would like. That's how I would like to go out. Just creating a huge traffic traffic jam at the Barclays Center. 
Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you could do. You could go out that way, like immediately. If you you're, want. you're right. I could immediately create a huge traffic jam at the Barclay Center. Just get in the middle of the just get in the middle of the road and start jacking off until someone hits me with their DMX truck. That's an interesting way to try to kill yourself. Um, to jack off in in uh, on the freeway. Jacking off on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a a creative one. That's a fun. That's a fun one to wait until you're a dad so that your kid has to explain it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's some. There's some things that you can only do when you're a dad. You know, die in an embarrassing (laughs) way. (laughs) Yeah, in an especially embarrassing way to scar your kid. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, my dad uh, died jacking off on the freeway, which is why I can't drive. That's why. (laughs) That's why I can't get. I can only drive on local roads. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then and then your ghost will come back and haunt the freeway <laughs> mm-hmm. and you'll make other <laughs> people you make other people have accidents crashing into the side rails i saw a man jacking off that was a ghost sir <laughs> <laughs> oh the story of old willie died jacking off on the freeway <laughs> and legend has it that if you die from watching him jacking off you're gonna be jacking off in the afterlife too for all eternity Imagine, Have you ever known what it's like to jack off and never come? Well, old Willie knows. Imagine telling the prisoners in Abu Ghraib that they're like, man, this isn't even real. This is a simulation, man. <laughs> they're like, well, let me out then. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. Uh, this will all be over very soon. I, Elon Musk, are talking to the Abu Ghraib prisoners. It's It's fine. It's all... It's all part of the plan of the AI. Well, I was saying, have to worry. I, I, I should have said I was meant Guantanamo because they've been in there longer. Um, mm. Abu Ghraib's closed, but Guantanamo is still open, I'm pretty sure. Still open. Jeez. Yeah. And we still, even after that, new, there's a New Yorker article about it that made me cry at one point. I mean, it probably said something on the show because I think it came out uh, during the uh, beginning of the, of the show last year. But they really fucking mistreated those Guantanamo people, so that sucks. Yeah, you know, the American government, big pricks. Oh, they're the Such pricks. pricks. Biggest they're, pricks in the out, world. They're the pricks, the big prick watch. The pricks. The <sighs> pricks are the Guantanamo prisoners. Hey, you thought these, uh, you thought these Al-Qaeda guys were pricks. Not these Guantanamo uh, prison guards. They'll shock your pricks. They'll stick your pricks. Yeah, They'll you... put a little wooden dowel in your pricks, oh, you... and you'll get splinters oh, you on the inside of your ureter. You got you got a Casio watch, you and every other prick in here. <laughs> you all got Casio <laughs> watches. That's how we know who's a prick, who's a prick, and who's not a prick. You got a Casio watch. Yeah. Your pricks gone the way to Guantanamo. Yes, exactly, exactly. Casio watch is big prick move, big prick energy. <laughs> We're the pricks. We know pricks. <laughs> oh, yeah, We know pricks. That's why you're here. <laughs> We know pricks. Listen, you wouldn't be coming to any other show. Uh, you want you want to show four pricks by pricks, identifying pricks, knowing good prick technique, which we call pricknique. Prick, it's a very prick. popular with the ladies, because yeah. ladies love pricks. Ah, uh, whoa. Well, that was. Really, We're having fun at the expense of yeah, Italian really, Americans and people in Guantanamo Bay. It's very depressing. Mm-hmm. The world's been depressing lately, but I've kept it. I've kept it all together. You've kept it free. I mean, uh, there's there's been absurd reactions to depressing things. Of course, 
for weeks we've been mired in the Israel-Palestine conflict. Right. Well, uh, we free Palestine, it, as always. Yeah. Well, we, our, but our we, hey, position on let's not participate in a online pogrom any, any <laughs> That's longer. That's it, of course. And, okay, because uh, <laughs> what has been happening is akin to a little thing called Crystal Knocked, but this time online. Yeah. And this time with words. And this time, yeah. uh, uh, Seth Rogen did it, too. So, Alex, uh, <laughs> why don't you explain what happened briefly? Because I don't think uh, everyone uh, Briefly, there's just, there's this very noxious music journalist, which is her uh, usual beat. Hasn't her tweeted, name is Eve Barlow. Hasn't tweeted about music in years. <laughs> no. Only tweets about Israel, but for some reason is, like, considered a music journalist. Uh... And she's a Scottish Jewish Zionist named Eve Barlow. And Eve Barlow. And so she went hard for Israel these past couple of weeks. And the internet machine did a thing on Twitter where thousands upon thousands of people just kept calling her Eve Fartlow. Mm -hmm. And um, it became it became one of those things where it was very cute that everyone's participating in this juvenile thing. And it seemed to really affect these people in only the way that something as stupid as just replacing a syllable of someone's name with fart can do in the same like schoolyard thing where it's like fart low you just keep repeating it and the person says no i'm not and they keep trying to own you <laughs> by like saying oh this is very clever so mature but you just keep going eve fart low and it's like almost a magic word to turn them into some sort of living fart <laughs> and um so I mean, and it's okay to do this uh, because uh, Eve Barlow, she, you know, does this, the usual, like, mealy mouth, you know, I'm Palestinians, what's going on in Palestine is horrible, but Israel has a right to self-determination. Self-determination, of course, necessitating the murder of children. So well, it's okay to call her Fartlow as many times. And also, it's very mild if you get upset by yeah, that, that's a which mild, she clearly does. That's a mild tease. And yeah, if, if you become the the thing to know is if you become the center of the internet's hate for a day, you gotta not write a whole article about it because that will make it worse. That's yeah, she wrote a whole article about it's it. Guaranteed to make it worse. Like what you should do is be like, "Ha ha, guys," and then tweet about something else, and then cleanse. You just cleanse your timeline. You just like start retweeting puppies and shit done mm -hmm. it's, it's over in a day she needs a pr person she needs someone handling her soch um i want to hire someone to handle my soch maybe you can handle <laughs> my soch post as me for a day and i'll pay you 25 bucks yeah there you go <laughs> it's like being john malkovich <laughs> yeah well that's being in, eve barlow that would be terrible oh my the, god this, in a, there's a great neil stevenson book where all the rich people ha this is what the rich people have done. They hire people to handle their online stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how everyone is employed in the, in the like lower middle to, to poor classes in this Neil Stevenson mm -hmm. universe, which is what we're headed for. Cause these people like Eve Barlow with 30,000 followers or whatever, going to have to hire someone to handle the heat from now on, or else she's not going to be able to be on social media. Cause I'm pretty sure people are going to call her fart low for the rest of her life. Yeah, I don't know. I think the joke's already lost steam. But uh, 
Uh, well, she's going to be called Fartlow for the rest of her life, but, it, like, the the initial flare-up of, of attention on Palestine has already died down somewhat because of, like, it's obviously still very bad, but uh, uh, the the large proportion of the killing has ended. And the, the uh, news but, came out today that looks like Netanyahu may actually be ousted. He's gone, well, but in favor a- of a coalition government with Bennett, who is just as much, if not yeah. worse, a psychopath, it, and then the other guy. It hasn't happened yet, so yeah. it, it's 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 not yet. But so I would always hope there's always a chance Netanyahu can pull something crazy, and I think he might. He's, <laughs> he's been amazing at pulling it pulling it out somehow. He's his pullout game is perfect. He's got a great pullout game. He always comes on the always comes on the chest. <laughs> always comes on the face. That's my favorite prick uh, in the whole world. The pullout game jokes. Um, no, Netanyahu. Yeah. Is is Netanyahu? It? Yeah, he's my favorite prick. Oh yeah, definite prick, yeah. big prick, gigantic prick. Uh, yeah, American prick. A way that only a prick from the suburbs of Philadelphia That's can right. be. You know, he's from Philly. That's where pricks are made. Uh-huh. <laughs> the King of Prussia Mall. That's where pricks. That's where pricks go. Uh, pricks go to Eagles games and hone their prick skills. They 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 sharpen their prick swords. Uh, on the whetstones, the prick whetstones of pricks past from Philadelphia, like like Rocky, and and <laughs> and Ween. <laughs> Ween aren't pricks. They're they're the opposite of pricks. Maybe, Actually, I don't know. They might be. Pricks. Yeah, maybe the, is the drummer a prick? Maybe. Cloud Coleman? No, Cloud Coleman seems nice. Oh, well, they seem nice. They seem like nice guys. I, that I just, just don't you know. know. I don't know the drummer for Ween. I thought maybe he might be one, but. Um, yeah, so Israel's Israel's going to be led by a co-alliance of eight small parties. That's going to be weird. That's going to be just like S-Club 7, except it's S-Club 8. There ain't no party like a Knesset party. Mm. I thought, is Knesset another word for dumpling? Because it's got lots of different ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the Knesset is the parliament. Like, what's the the name for the parliament? What's the Kerplock? What's that? The crep creplock. Oh, the creplock. Is that a, a government crep-lock. government that, or dumpling? That is a type of dumpling. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the is- <laughs> you, uh, Israeli parliament's called the creplock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we should make a we should make a Yiddish Israel in the middle of Austria, uh, like like an actual cool because because uh, Yiddish is awesome. Hebrew is a wh- whatever. But Yiddish is where all the cool shit comes from. All the fun, like, all the fun stuff. All the Fiddler stuff. Yeah. uh, A terrible remake of Fiddler on the Roof is Hitler on the Roof. Oh, I was thinking. Get get off there, Hitler. I was thinking it's like a Batman. He's a Batman villain, the Fiddler on the Roof. The Fiddler on the Roof? Fiddler. Where is Fiddler? Fiddler. Fiddler. Is I'm gonna beat down your Jew ass, Fiddler. <laughs> Anti-Semitic Batman. <laughs> Anti-Semitic Batman. <laughs> Batman, the joke is stolen. Two women from the Gotham mortuary. I bet he's a fucking Jew. Whoa! <laughs> Where is this coming from, Bruce? Um, that, fucking yeah. Jews run everything. <laughs> that they should have that in. Um, what was that Philip Roth book that got televised? Uh, 
to be like the alternate history of America if we, if uh, we no, elect- not not Philip Roth. You're thinking of um, Philip K. Dick. No, no, uh, the, I'm not. Man in the High Castle. I'm not thinking of Man in the High Castle. What is Philip Roth? When Philip did he do Roth an alternate wrote an history alternate history of, history of um, a, like a Jewish family in the 40s if Charles Lindbergh had won. And Charles Lindbergh Ooh. starts. It became. It was televised and put on. It was a pretty good show. Um, People like it. You might like it. I don't know. It's funny. I mean, okay. It's all. It's like scary because because it shows how Americans are racist. But no. I mean, there were a lot of Germ- like Americans of German descent uh, that lived in America. But that's like that is. You can't say that just because Americans of German descent lived here that they would have automatically sided with Nazi Germany. Absolutely, they would have. That's <laughs> why it was necessary to put the Japanese people in the internment camps. Yeah, I Follow guess, the logs. Yeah. This is the logic of America. It's we- it's weird. I mean, what they what, never put German P- Americans in POW they camps. They did a little. Did they? Yeah, they did sort of. I think they put German and Italians. Mm. Um, and Canada. Justin Trudeau just apologized uh, to Italians. For, for interning the Italians. <laughs> yeah, that's the group in Canada that needs yep. yeah. that needs addressing. We're gonna have a national day of mourning for the five uh, Italian families that we interned in 1945. Um, they were also members of the mafia that we were allowing to. Uh, in- <laughs> <laughs> this that's Italian American discrimination. That's a that's Italian Canadian discrimination. <laughs> you don't want to do. This is how Italians sound in Canada, eh? Oh, would you like to get some mozzadel? <laughs> would you like to get some gabagool? It's good here in in Canada. <laughs> Where does the Italian uh, Canadian community uh, live mostly in Canada? Uh, well, they're uh, Woodbridge in Toronto, a big uh, suburb that is filled with exclusively Italian people is called Woodbridge. But now, uh, tons of. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I, I was just gonna say Ital- the- Italian Americans they tend to overcook the pasta because they don't they're not aware the pasta needs to be cooked al dente. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not broken through. You- your Italian splaining, <laughs> right? Exactly. To our Italian fans, <laughs> listen, listen. We're the big pricks here. We're doing Italian voices. We're doing Italian American voices. We're explaining your pasta to you. Let me. Let we're me, the pricks. Let me explain to you what al dente means. Okay, it means to the tooth, and you need to have a little bit of chew, a little bit of bite on your pasta, or else it's no good. Why is it every time I go to an Italian restaurant, the pasta's cooked after death? Hey, hey, listen, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, let me talk down to you for a second. Listen, your pasta, it's not to the tooth. You know why you got no teeth? It's because you knocked them all out so that you could suck dick better, Giuseppe. Oh, I'm a prick. I'm a huge prick. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I didn't mean that, but I seriously did. You fucking suck dick. You're a queer. I don't like you. <laughs> no Italians at Pride this year in a giant <laughs> no a huge, huge pride, scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, I like the idea of all the Italian gay people were being too homophobic. <laughs> they were just, oh, oh, look at all these fanooks. Yeah. Well, no Italian, no Italians are Hey, you want to suck our dicks? It's the we're same. fellow fanooks. That's why, that's no, that is <clears throat> no cops at pride in New York. Is you, That's what you're saying is no Italians. No Italians. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. 
every every cop in 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 New York is an Italian guy. Yeah, every single one of them. Well, it's not true. It's, they're actually pretty diverse in uh, the NYPD. You're right. That's what Brooklyn Nine Nine is all about. Yeah, but the the higher ups are not. <laughs> no, no but, they're all Italian. No, the high, well, I think I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they're Italian or not. No, they're probably all. Washed. I'm colorblind. <laughs> who who knows? I'm colorblind when it comes to Italians. Like when I see an Italian guy, I just see a white guy. But that's just because I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> all Italians look white to me. Yeah. What can I say? Listen, hey, I'm not racist, so I don't see Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not racist. I don't see Czech. I don't see Uzbekistani. You might be Polish, but you see... look white to me, so it's all good, brother. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you call that olive skin? I call it whites. Okay. <laughs> this is how. Some white-ass olives this you is, have here, This my is friend. actually how they did white supremacy. Which was, mm-hmm. which, this was how they did it. But they, they did it with yeah. pamphlets instead of podcasts. They just sat in the room being pricks. <laughs> With pricks with pamphlets, you know. Uh, it is that arbitrary, though. That's what's funny about it. I mean, it's not what's funny about it. It's what's horrifying about it. It's that it's just a distinction somebody makes because out of, I don't know what causes it, like an instinct or like a desire or an understanding that you can get a person to go against a certain group based on this very superficial idea. Uh, like... I guess it's a combination of all of those things. But yeah, just the sheer arbitrariness of how we divide up groups of people and then oppress them based on that. It gives one pause, you know. It makes one feel like not being a prick occasionally. But then you realize, you know, it's better to be a prick. I can't be a prick IRL because I'm too much of a, a, a little pussy guy. Yeah, I'm a little pussy guy too. I it's no good to be a prick IRL. You should be nice IRL. I want to. Some I really want to. I really want to. I, I go out and I'm like, I am gonna get into a shouting match with somebody at the store right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be a real fucking prick. And when someone's I, not wearing their fucking mask, I'm gonna be a fucking. I'm gonna prick out to them. Yeah, and I'm gonna prick it out so much. When I get to the store, the person with with a mask like goes in front of me, and I'm like, Oh, excuse me. I, uh, oh, oh, where, do you know where the basil is? Mm, excuse me i'm having a little trouble locating the cardamom can you can you locate my shopping cart? i bought i accidentally bought two things of cardamom there's nothing that needs cardamom i have had a cardamom surplus for years and i still like you put every recipe calls for like one teeny little pinch of cardamom and it's like if you're making mm. rice pudding, that's the only thing. So mm. what do I do? Well, you eat with pumpkin spice lattes. I guess. If you have any ideas of what to do with cardamom, you can email houseofdecline at gmail.com and let me know. <laughs> you clearly don't cook a lot of I- Indian food. You clearly, clearly don't make a lot of garam masala no, I don't. for yourself. That's true. I do, I do not make Indian food. Um, I can never... Mm-hmm. This is my problem with Indian food. It. I can never... Okay. <laughs> I always have coconut milk left over, and I don't want to make Indian food two nights in a row because I always make a lot, so I always, it's already two nights in a row. I'd have to be eating it for two weeks if I was going to use an entire can of coconut milk, and it doesn't okay. last long enough for me to... I guess I could, if I really wanted to eat it regularly, but it's like a once-a-month thing, so I just never do it, and I just order out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What have you made Indian food for yourself at any uh, yeah. at any point? Oh yeah, I've done it before. I've made curries with coconut milk, but then I always like either put too much coconut milk in or have it left over and never use it, and I feel bad about wasting. This is really just a coconut milk problem. You're having a problem right. with your coconut milk rationing. Exactly. Which so is why you choose to not indulge in the delicacies of the finest subcontinent well no i'll get takeout i get takeout but once a month from the indian place and when they forget to add my rice pudding i don't even complain because they're donating it to the some of the profit to the to india during coronavirus times so you know i didn't even say anything and it's like i did like it's like i'm going to heaven now because i (laughs) i ordered a, a rice pudding it was not included. Mm-hmm. I did not say a word. I was like, huh, well, I guess they didn't feel like I needed that rice pudding. Uh, maybe they can send the f- extra five bucks to India, which really needs it, because uh, we are not giving them any vaccines. Yeah, Modi Modi uh, messed up. And then we like to torture them, apparently, by hoarding IP. Yeah, we got to give India more stuff, because we rely on them for so much. And I like India. So. No. India we is one like of the India. good ones. Pakistan, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's rate the countries by tiers. Tier list of countries. Yeah. Go. Uh, okay, Croatia. Angola. Croatia one. A. Croatia number one. What are you saying? Cro- Croatia good. Croatia, Croatia good. <laughs> highest highest prick. <laughs> Highest prick to man ratio. Prick is not man. Prick is definite from man. Prick is better than man. Superior to man. Regular man cannot contend with prick, which is why in Croatia you have high prick to man ratio. My- it's how we got Game of Thrones. Big prick energy. My favorite country over there is actually Estonia. Over. That's not even in the same area. Over there. Fucking, so, uh, oh, you know, over there. Over there. Yeah. Across know, the pond, you know. The- yeah, why why do you like Estonia so much? Uh, well, they have to be militantly anti-Russian, and I'm a big Russia yeah. gator now. So, um, <laughs> and they're like they're like completely techified. Everyone there is in the cyber army, and they're all yeah. like hackers, and they all are hacking Russia constantly. So uh, it's a really fun place to uh, to be uh, a young adult. I met a young Estonian person at a wedding a while ago, and they were describing their life to me, and it was fascinating because they're like oh yeah i'm in the Mm -hmm. army and i hack russia (laughs) yeah that is all we do in estonia landscape is gray and swamp like so you know we have to get in the digital world three hours into three hours of light a day (laughs) yeah ready player one but in estonia (laughs) this is ready player roger and uh, we are here in Estonia, and we're going out into virtual Murmansk, and we're going to take down some Gopniks. All right, here we go. You know, <laughs> I could be an anime boy, but only Estonian anime boy. So he has very small eyes, actually. We did not get it right, no. Uh, Do you, um, these Estonian guys aren't pricks, though. We like them. Yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro Estonia. I like the Baltics. Yeah, we're, we're big Estonia fans. I mean, Croatia's here. not that far from the Baltics. Cro- Croatia, there's the Balkans and the Baltics, which I always mix up. The, yeah, the Baltics are up by the Baltic Sea. Yeah. I don't think... You know, the Baltics, because they're cool, like Balto, the wolf, <laughs> and the Balkans, uh, they're, they're like fiery, like the planet Vulcan from... 
Star Trek. These are my these are my mnemonic devices. I guess yeah, no, my I, moronic Croatia mnemonic is far. devices. Never mind, Croatia yeah. is very far. I'm sorry. It's pretty far. It's like all the way. That's <laughs> like the difference. It's like the difference between Maine and California. Maybe, really? It's that far? It's maybe, it can't yeah, be that Yeah, far. yeah, it might even be more. Okay. It's very that's far. That's very far. Croatia's it's, closer. Uh, that's not that far. Croatia's, like, very close to Italy, and uh, Estonia's very close to Russia and Finland. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our geography lesson. Learn your European country. We're very Eurocentric here. We only care about Europe. Europa, as they call it. Who calls uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any desire to get back to, you know, the continents? The continents of uh, our homelands? <laughs> it's like a weird, you weird German guy. It's like delicately, like, talking about our homeland. Yeah, you know, the homeland, which by which I mean Israel. <laughs> you know, German guys, you know, we find we have a lot of common with Israelis. You know, we uh, <laughs> we like their funky beats. We like their down tempo idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's our, our friend Dorfmeister. Yeah, <laughs> it's good old good old Dorfmeister. Uh, you know, had lots of good time in Israel. Of course, we don't uh, we don't uh, <laughs> defend the genocides. We don't like the genocides, but they make very good beats. You know what can we say? We respect the Palestinians. Unfortunately, do not have the uh, they do not have the structure. To, to play as many beats as Israel, you know they don't have Ableton's, which is why we are, which is why we are having a new, a new charity Ableton's for for Palestinians, so that they can make beats. Wow! So you're going to provide Ableton for free to uh, Palestine? That's very kind. well, not for free, oh. but for a, a discounted. It's a very expensive software. You see, <laughs> okay. it's a, so discounted price, you know, they and, still have to pay yeah. nominal, maybe like nominal fee maybe, of two fifty, maybe like a six day free trial or something. <laughs> uh, you, you know, people do took advantage of that too much, so we had to we had to let it go. Okay. You know, no six, no six day free trial. Okay. No, no six day free trial anymore. People people just kept making uh, emails, different emails, <laughs> new accounts, and uh, yeah. we couldn't have it anymore. Uh, that's too bad. That's a shame. Um, well. Ah, what about computers? Or is this just like license for software? No, just like license for software. Oh, you know, we just give them yeah. out on floppy disks because they don't have a lot of technology. So we have to we have to convert the Ableton. We have to compress it until it's unusable and put it on a floppy disk okay. for the computers that they have. Yeah, there. floppy disks only hold like two point five megabytes, so you probably need like yes, it's 50. spread out over ninety seven <laughs> floppy disks. <Okay. laughs> That's useful. They can throw, and now there's like the fourth intifada of Palestinians throwing floppy disks at the Israelis. <laughs> yes, they're throwing a lot of floppy disks at the Israelis. The Israelis are responding with white phosphorus, <laughs> lots and <laughs> lots <Napalm>. and lots of <laughs> We have made the situation much worse by distributing the floppy disks. Now they have become a symbol of the Palestinian <laughs> uprising, and uh, but it's resulting in a lot of death. You know they criticize Hamas, but before you criticize Hamas, criticize Dorfmeister. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> that's very humble. Criticize me. Yeah. You know, I I ruined it for everyone. <laughs> well, I do know that the Germans, uh, West Germans, were selling weapons uh, to, I believe, Iraq. 
Uh, I learned that from <laughs> really? from Blowback Pod, the pod of two That's guys cool. wi- reading the Wikipedia page. Uh, oh, they do a little more than that. Oh, right. They add they, they add music and references to to movies everyone's seen a million times. Like Goodfellas, <laughs> <laughs> I love Scorsese. <laughs> He's good. Everyone needs every everything needs some criticism. Okay, it's it's constructive. My criticism it is constructive. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to criticize uh, this show but if you want to you can email us at house of decline at gmail.com <laughs> email us we, we we're starved for engagement please send yeah. us your your send us your angry letters yeah, we'll please tell us we have little dicks we'll read it on yeah. the show whatever you email and we will not edit it at all to make it more flattering no no we you can go as hard as you want you can talk about how we're racist and we're sexist, and we're juvenile, and we're pricks, and we're homophobic, and we're pricks. We talk about how what big fucking pricks we are, yeah. but you know we already came out on top of that. I think I feel like the theme of this episode has been you know justifying our prickishness. I think I already know the title to this one. I know it. Oh, I know it. Oh, I know it. It's brewing in my head. Oh, we got it. And it's you know it's a really prick thing to do talking about the the inside baseball of the podcast on the podcast. Yeah. That's what pricks do. Yeah. No one fucking cares about the podcast production technique. It's just boring. Death penalty. You're listening to this to pretend we're your friends. Guess what? Your friends are pricks. <laughs> Fuck you. You're a prick too if you're listening to this. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, who is the who who would you say is like that you're number one in your prick hall of fame number one in the prick hall of fame like huge prick like you could go with someone like alan dulles or like it's, lyndon johnson yeah, is a good example because he had a literal huge prick it's shia labeouf shia LaBeouf, good good choice yeah. Yeah. huge prick what what makes you say shia labeouf um, over other he is insane in a way that you don't see a prick being, but he's got that prick energy, and then he's also insane. He's got like this a, mm-hmm. this domestic abuse case against him that yeah. is horrible. And before yeah, that, seems he's pretty credible. He's he's kind of like a psycho boy prick, you know? Yeah, he's like the he's like yeah. he's like uh, Jared Leto's Joker, kind of. Like he could become <laughs> that's that's before Jared Leto's Joker, he was Shia LaBeouf basically. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think defines a prick? Like a prick, I see as somebody with a lot of um, maybe stubbornness, headstrong energy. You know, usually I don't think of women as pricks. Usually, usually when you you call someone a prick, you call them men. Oh, what a fucking prick that guy was. You know, mm-hmm. have you ever called a woman a prick? No, I have not actually. Have you? No, I've never called a it's no it doesn't seem like an appropriate thing to call a woman. Uh yeah, that's so, gallant. How gallant of you. Yeah. I, I'm gonna put that on your on my <laughs> I'm a resume. white knight right now. Yeah. I don't call women pricks. On my resume, I never called a woman a prick before and I and I don't think I will. Uh, no. <laughs> see, that's not see, it's a prick move to not call a woman a prick. <laughs> because pricks have a code of honor, you see. Oh, you thought we didn't. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was all just pricks and games. This is Bo- Boston guess guy. what? No, it's not. Boston guy at a job interview. It's like, what do you, uh, so what do you think your greatest quality is? Uh, I never called a woman a prick. 
<laughs> uh, uh, Freaking. Um, yeah, so what it conjures in my mind that the word prick is the image of a pointy penis. Mm-hmm. Really, that's it. You know, a penis that comes to a sharp point. A very upright. And, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like Shia LaBeouf is a good example of that because he very much feels like he has a penis which comes to a sharp point, a pencil, a pencil sharpened point. <laughs> yeah, I think he he his pencil got over sharpened by the industry as as yeah. often happens with child actors. Um, yeah. The man needs some help, and yeah. I don't think he's gonna get it. Kind of the same mm-hmm. same story with Bam. Bam, I mean Bam. Bam. Sorry, BM. Yeah, it's BM, not BAM. 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 Uh, BAM doesn't want help, though. You know, I mean, that maybe that is the stubborn nature of the prick. Does BAM strike you as a prick, though? He doesn't strike no. me as a prick. No. He's too sad to be a prick. Mm-hmm. Pricks aren't sad. Pricks are angry. Yeah, Knoxville's more of the prick on, the, on that show. Yeah, well, Knoxville's sort of like joyful and sanguine. Who's like a really... They're really angry. That's guy his interview from Jay, perso- I personality. I don't think we've, we've pro- none of us have experienced the real terror of <laughs> real Knoxville. Yeah, real Knoxville. No, we, we, Spike Jones is the prick. <laughs> okay. It's Spike Jones. He's the fucking prick. <laughs> I'll fucking email your fucking sex photos to your mom. Do you want that? You want that shit? I'm Spike Jones. I'll fucking do mumble tea peg with your fucking asshole, you bitch. I'm Spike fucking Jones. Wow, he sounds like a huge prick. Yeah, he's a huge prick. So, We've already established. So, are uh, you going to go see Cruella? She's a prick. Uh, she, oh, I just called a woman a prick. Oh, Terrible. You just Terrible. You lost the prick game. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to see Cruella. I read online that it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 clip that I've seen going around is actually it uh, turns out Cruella's villain origin story is Dalmatians actually do kill her mother. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why Diego started barking when I mentioned Cruella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, Cruella no, de no. Vil. Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, nothing else will. I I don't know, maybe it would've been good if like Cruella was like uh they just had they just had a movie where it was uh, you know the movie Jean Dielman? No. It's a movie about a lady and uh, who's looks to be an ordinary housewife but has a secret life as a sex worker, and it sort of spins out from there. But it's it's known for its length and its very um, methodical and slow and deliberate pace. And I like the idea of just like a Cruella movie, just being like Jean Dielman, where you, you're in like Cruella's nicely appointed apartment and she's just, you know, doing things around the house. And then you just uh, see in a very protracted uh, scene with a very flat shot, she's just skinning a puppy yeah. very methodically. Ugh. She's just, you know, Ugh. it's not alive, That's it's dead. That's horrible. But she's skinning. No. Yeah. Boo. Rated that E. That would be the the Cruella movie that I would want. Rated E for extreme. That would be the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's not what the Cruella movie is. I've I've been seeing the 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 shallow gays on Twitter give it a thumbs up, and I tend to like shallow gay uh, taste. Hmm. I like stuff like Enchanted and shit like that. <laughs> Do I? No, not really. I'll watch it on your TV. I'll watch it on my that TV. TV looks, that TV looks that TV looks pitifully small. You need to upgrade. You need to get yeah, a I need a TV seventy five incher. 
I need a big prick TV. A hundred inch TV. <laughs> hundred inch prick TV. That would be cool. Uh, I want to get a TV wall, you know? Yeah. I, I want to get like one of those, yeah, walls, but it's just like a thousand individual CRT TVs. Yeah. Like uh, they have in the background of Vegas magic shows. It's so hot. It would be so hot. <laughs> <laughs> just you, you could hear the radiation going. That radiation hum from those old tube sets. Yeah, doesn't Scarface have like a, have a TV <laughs> setup kind of like that at the end? He has a wall of TVs? I think so. He's got some nice stuff. Uh, walls of TVs from pop culture I can remember is the architect's room in The Matrix. Mm-hmm. You, you know, remember the when he's in, uh, he, uh, like, Neo gets to the end of The Matrix and then he meets a post-left guy who's just yeah. like, you do not understand the proletarian subsumation of the superstructure of the unformation of the uh, colon course of the copy system. And what you are is only a thought of an abstraction of a deliberate pro-enunciation of the falsification of your uh, announcing bodies through the lens of the etc 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 neo's reaction is like i i thought this was about spoons (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna save. i'm gonna save my my girlfriend i the bus i guess this is just a pretense to say that i'm gonna save my girlfriend what you are saying is there is a spoon but it doesn't matter that there is one what you are saying is that there are spoons but it's the big and the little spoon so i'm going to spoon trinity i'm gonna be the big spoon. and it'll be hot that's funny <laughs> now neo's the little spoon he needs to eat trinity is definitely the sexually dominant one in that relationship wait they're they're they have a relationship yeah, they fuck. You literally see them fucking oh, in right. the second movie. That was traumatizing to some of my classmates. I don't think there was a couple of my classmates in like seventh grade. I don't think they'd ever seen a sex scene. Um, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't expect the unrepentant eroticism yeah. of the Matrix Reloaded. That was the Matrix Reloaded. Was some of my friends' first sex scene, which is very funny to think about. Because mine was four weddings and a funeral, and that's a good one, you know. Oh, that mine was turn. Clockwork Orange. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, oh, no. It's not a good one. <laughs> but I saw Clockwork Orange way too young cause, um, because uh, I had watched a lot of Simpsons. And I had that guide, you know, the complete guide to our favorite family where it goes through all the references mm-hmm. in, in The Simpsons. And I was like eight years old. I was like, oh, they keep referencing a Clockwork Orange a lot. I bet that's a really good movie if The Simpsons reference it so much. (laughs) And so I was like, I got my grandma who didn't know what it was to (laughs) rent it for me at the video store. And I I didn't it wasn't traumatic, though, because I just didn't understand so much of what was going on. But I sat through the whole movie because I thought it was like I was enraptured by it. Mm Uh, like it was like I even at that young age I understood oh this is a beautiful movie okay. but well I did not understand I was kept entertained by like the bright synthy classical music and you know the saturated color palette not fully taking in what I was witnessing well I, as a depraved 13 year old I bought that DVD um, <laughs> that, I bought that and I also bought The Crow and I, those were that's great 13 year old movies <laughs> those were my two favorite movies <laughs> <laughs> you said it awesome. We could have been friends, bro. Yeah, we would have been friends. 
I had yeah, well, well, fresh at high school. I had a friend who was a cartoonist who drew cartoons of me. So um, there you go. And I, I kind of lost touch with him. But wit, you're out there somewhere. Email us at houseofdecline yeah. <laughs> at gmail dot com. We'll read anything you say on the show. Um, yeah, it's Alex DeLarge, big prick, big prick. Do you like it? I love the Clockwork Orange. I still think it. I I, I could watch it anytime. I'm yeah. a big Kubrick fan. It's very funny. Yeah, it is very funny. Uh, uh, people are. I guess Kubrick is in like the dudes rock genre of like filmmakers along with Scorsese and De Palma Mm -hmm. you know producers that who are great and you know no one would doubt are great but who tend to the the problematic film bros tend to speak too highly of occasionally yeah it's easy to go viral by by denigrating a a Kubrick movie and having just from the outrage alone yeah which is funny when people do it (laughs) yeah I mean, it's hard to like the the big the the film Twitter outrage that happened this week was someone uh, talked shit about Seven Samurai, yeah. or they said, "Well, it what was about it? It was because the point they were making was actually kind of salient. They just used the totally wrong movie to make that point. So their point was that seven, watching Seven Samurai, and this is like." This is like the Rosetta Stone of every boring, inessential sequence that a filmmaker wants to put in their movie because they believe they're making capital C cinema, mm-hmm. which is like, that is a problem. There are a lot of filmmakers who just leave shit in because they uh, think there is some imagined depth to it. That's not like, that. that's not a thing that doesn't happen. But Seven Samurai? Really? The movie where every frame is more beautiful than the last and you can't believe such perfection could be witnessed on screen. And that's like Kurosawa is generally I don't think of him as like a film bro director. You know, he's so like universally appealing and there's not like there's not like that same sort of like driving male energy to his shit. I mean, I guess there isn't like the performances of Toshiro Maifune, but you know, I don't see, I, I saw a lot of Scarface posters on people's walls in college, less, less ran posters, you know, less Yojimbo posters, you know, that's doesn't have the same, uh, you know, the same type of connotation in our cultural canon, like a, a movie that, I don't know what what's a movie that you think is like doesn't get away with its pretensions or excesses. Uh, um, maybe like a Harmony Corinne movie. I guess that's not. Uh, I like those. I two. actually <laughs> think I actually think Down by Law is doesn't get away with it in my opinion anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, Jarmusch is actually a great example of like some guy who can use the idea of like the overlong or awkward take to uh as the idea of you know making your film feel like it has some sort of import but really it doesn't really add anything it's just padding Um, i do like i like jim jarmusch though i like him so yeah i like him in general but yeah you could use like but jim jarmusch films aren't very long either uh which is why you know it's never it's never it's such a huge obligation to watch a jim jarmusch film my problem with criticizing seven samurai is that it's kind of like criticizing a like a real classic piece that is it, it's not like it was made today if it yeah if it if seven samurai was made today it would not 
necessarily be thought of so highly, but he's not doing it within the context of there being a lot of narrative filmmaking in that style. And he also invented slow-mo. So, yeah. I mean, also, it's just, it still holds up today. It it still is good. It's still, it's like, even if it wasn't made for the audiences today, I, I don't know how you can get bored at that movie it's so dynamic and appealing but i guess you know different stri- I, the other thing about this person is that they're a marvel fan uh they, they were evidence to be like wow Mar- another another tweet from their history showed that they loved avengers endgame and it was like the, they there has been no achievement in cinematic history like the culmination of the marvel cinematic universe and people are like, that's your idea. That's a three and a half hour movie that sucks. Yeah. It looks like shit. And you're comparing it. You think the Seven Samurai is like the, the source of all director indulgences? Well, now we're going to have uh, The Eternals, which uh, did you watch the trailer for? Yeah. Looks like shit. I couldn't. Looks like total shit. I couldn't make it through the whole trailer even. I had to turn off the trailer. Yeah. Looks so fucking boring. I I I I feel like they aren't learning their lesson. Uh, like the thing about the Marvel phase, so Marvel like really kicked into high gear with their Phase Three movies, right? Because they were all hits and they were all more or less critically beloved. Like uh, the Guardians Two and Thor Ragnarok and the first and and Avengers Infinity War. Like those three movies alone, like showed that oh Marvel, oh they're. They're doing something a little different now. They're doing something a little weirder, getting a little more experimental with their format. This one and is then, this one is the is the thing that's happening though. That they're getting the Oscar winning director to make an artsy one. Yeah, but it looks like shit. It looks boring and shitty. And they they've had Oscar winning direct. Wait, I guess did Kenneth Branagh ever win an Oscar? Did Probably he direct not. a Marvel movie? Kenneth Branagh directed the original Thor, which looks like shit. What? Because, uh, yeah, Kenneth Branagh what? directed <laughs> Thor. He directed the first Thor movie. You don't remember that. I don't remember uh, that at all. I maybe isn't I isn't was... John Favreau an Oscar winner? Didn't he win Best Screenplay? Well, that's that's easy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of pedigreed talent on the Marvel movies. Uh. Did Ryan Coogler win an Oscar for anything before he directed Black Panther? He win an Oscar for Creed or anything? No, I guess mm. he didn't. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's weird that people like Marvel movies, which seem so flat and boring and predictable, uh, when, and, and, you know, they, they take that over... This very consumable piece of media, which they will advocate for the idea that its consumability means it's better, which I think frustrates some people. Uh, also, apparently what precipitated this hate of the Seven Samurai from Marvel people was the fact that Zack Snyder mentioned that Seven Samurai was one of his favorite movies. Of course. Of course. And, you know, say what you will about Zack Snyder, but his shit, even if it looks horrible, looks distinct. And he actually understands technical filmmaking and how to make like an iconic frame and how to use visual language. I would say in a much more sophisticated way than the fucking Russo brothers, whose shit looks like in a big episode of Community. That's what it just ended mm-hmm. up like. That's what Avengers Endgame looked it up to be. It's just that fucking paintball episode of Community, but on a grand scale. 
I don't. I haven't seen either thing you're uh, referring to, so I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Take my word for it. I'm a big. I'm. It's the movie prick. This is my persona, the movie prick. I don't know. Uh, and then the other fallout is that Movie Bob, yeah. who, who should be called Movie Prick, uh, <laughs> then commented that using the word Marvel movies is like when racists use the word woke when what they really want to say is the N-word. And people are like, whoa, yeah. Movie Bob. Yeah, yeah, he's right. That's a slur. Marvel, yeah. mov- Mar- Marvel movie liker is a slur. Yeah. You're bad if you like if you're an MCU fan. No, you're you're a lame. Well, wad. that's what the bad people think. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But really, you're you're a you're a proud patriot if you like the Marvel movies. You believe in the efficacy of the American film industry, and uh, the jingoistic, imperialistic uh, message that our technocratic supermen should uh, run the world, yeah. and that they're the only thing stopping us from uh, annihilation constantly. Well, if you think it's working, like, and it's changing the world and making the world better, then you probably would defend it um, in that way. Kind of like, kind of <laughs> the converse is how much the Capitol Police felt like it was their job to defend Congress, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, showing a total lack of... <laughs> of concern which is very funny that's how much the capitol police cared um well what? there's a lot of one six drama I people know. are like i'm strolling people are are being very well i'm trying to think is like it's hard to remember because i remember our initial impression of it was like this doesn't seem that i mean people died but for a coup there was a lot of milling about you know mm-hmm. didn't seem like this is because what you see in the in like the centrist media now is they're talking about how one six and Biden says this uh, all the time is that, you know, this was the biggest attack on our democracy since yada yada. And by democracy, he means like literally the the biggest attack on an American federal building since, I don't know, Oklahoma, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining one of the protesters there uh, using the yada 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 to try to get out uh, out of the police's hair. Like, so what What were you doing on January 6th? Well, I went to D.C. and yada, yada, yada. I <laughs> spent the night. You yada, yada, six? Yeah. I yada, yada, six. I yada, yada, one, six. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld probably supports Israel. Oh, yeah, of course he does. He There's a lot of pictures of him, like, doing military training with the IDF and, like, looking at their guns yeah. and giving the thumbs up. How do you have fantasy camps? I want to settle here. <laughs> the thing about settlements is they're always... Sh- What's the deal with Hamas? <laughs> do you think, like, the American culture of electing celebrities will will uh, result in a very funny Jewish celebrity becoming prime minister of Israel? Uh, <laughs> uh, it will result in Quentin Tarantino becoming prime minister what? of Israel. Is he Jewish? No, but he lives in Israel, and he definitely—he's—he's an Israeli chaser. What do you mean, (laughs) Quentin Tarantino lives in Israel? He lives in Israel. His home, his primary place of residence, is in Israel. That's—that's an absolute fact. What? You can look it up. I'm looking it up. Look it up right now to confirm. I'm looking it up. Why would he? I got a home in Haifa. It's really nice. It's got. It's like Hollywood, except there's there's less Jews. Uh, <laughs> we're 
pricks, baby. It's a real prick joke. Mm -hmm. That's great. But he's a big Gal Gadot fan. I mean, I think he's probably got several houses. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's he's a very wealthy man. I'm sure, but one of his houses is in Israel, where he he grows his own olive olive wine. Oh man, what a prick! I'm sure he's a prick. Yeah, he does. Even Quentin Tarantino is like a prick, not an all time prick. So your all time prick was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, who's yours? I'm gonna try. I don't know who's my all time prick. Uh, King Leopold of Belgium. Okay, <laughs> he's a big prick. That's a serious prick. Serious prick energy. So we got the two biggest pricks on earth, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and King Leopold of Belgium. <laughs> wow, it's come down. King Leopold, if you've never, if you've never read about the atrocities of the Congo, uh, what, the Congo Free Trade Company is that what it was called? Uh, I don't. But uh, Belgium's colonialism in the Congo, in in a world of brutal colonialism, theirs was especially and uniquely and terrifyingly brutal. Uh, and I, I remember, like, it's also weird when you're when you're Jewish and you're taught like the Holocaust was the worst thing in the world that ever happened, and you're basically taught that at Jewish uh, day camp. You know, you're taught that every Passover. You're taught that. You know, every, all of our holidays are about how we almost got annihilated. You're taught that at Purim. So you're also reminded about the Holocaust, too, and your relatives talk about that. But then you gain perspective, you know, later. You, you read about, oh, no, they've treated Africans way worse than the Jews. Like, we get off easy compared to these guys. Yeah. These, these guys, like, oh, my God, just way millions and millions of more bodies over the course of And no, like... You know, Jews through like dumb usury laws in in the medieval times eventually got like a foothold in the feudalistic and eventually capitalist societies of wealth. Africans got no such any of that. <laughs> so, uh, which is you know why eventually if if you just you know look at stuff like uh, Belgium in the Congo. Or like, uh, uh, what's an example? Or even like the Stalinist purges or something like that. You sort of gain a perspective. Oh, the Holocaust was actually, was not unique. And we can't, and thus we can't justify our position as being sort of these unique um, takers on of tragedy and blight. Which is what we use to justify our cosmic revenge uh, that we carry out with Israel. Wait, you, oh, okay. Cosmic revenge sounds like a yeah. That sounds like a plot. Well, no, that's that. It's guys, not, but it's basically what, what are you guys planning? A lot of like the Jew, a lot of Jewish people I've I know feel is that we've been shit on for literally thousands of years. Now it's our turn. It's our turn to do the shitting. What does that mean? Enough is, it's <laughs> what it's you? like that. Gen <laughs> it's like the Jennifer Lopez movie. Enough. What? Her husband was a big prick. Who's the world? Now it's and we're our... gonna get buff and beat up our husband. What does now it's our time to do the shitting mean? <laughs> now it's our time to do the shitting. What? Come on. Okay, I, I'm a little worried. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It's just worrisome. Uh. It's a big. We're gonna be big pricks. Israel, the biggest pricks of all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> big prick energy. This this episode of the pricks sponsored by Israel, sponsored by Soda Stream. Soda. Uh, Soda. Yeah. 
Well, vote for uh, BB Netanyahu in the New York mayoral race. <laughs> <laughs> right in BB. <Yeah. laughs> He'll invade New Jersey. He'll start just building settlements in New Jersey yeah. and claiming it for New York. Yeah, and then a bunch of New Jersey pricks will be sending rockets to Manhattan. <laughs> uh, I'd be raining down white phosphorus on New Jersey children. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm sad now. <laughs> it's not that. Took that too far. Boo. Uh, sad. We're having sad, sad time. Sad. sad. The last sad five times. minutes will be Bad sad. Times. Last five minutes will be sad. That's that's what we pricks are gonna give you. So you hear about those uh, 215 uh, dead indigenous children that were found underneath a residential school in Kamloops? Yep, sure did hear about it. Uh, that sucks. That's like, it's kind of probably Americans don't realize that Canadian, the Canadian shit was happening with indigenous people up until the 90s, right? Maybe even like, and I mean like the explicit stuff. I'm sure yeah, a lot of stuff. Literally still the last on. residential school. Residential schools being associated with the idea of white guys coming away to steal you in the night like the fucking boogeyman. Like RCMP guys taking you away from your parents as you're shrieking and crying for your mother and then putting you in a school where you're taught that your language is terrible and that you must wash the filth of your of your red skin away. And, you know, we're civilizing the savage out of you and having that done to you. Uh, And then just, you know, straight up killing Canada. Big pricks. Yep, we're big pricks. And uh, And we America. I mean, Americans feel superior because they're like, oh, we did all of that stuff ages ago. Um, and yeah. that's like the only thing Americans can really say. It's like, well, not in my memory, but yeah, we have more, we have more social distance from the atrocities that we did to indigenous people, even though they still, ver- I mean, I, I don't know how you, I think actually Canada probably, if you were to judge like proportionate suffering, I think we're probably treat our indigenous people worse than America. No, I that can't know. be true. The, the, the Spaniards are the real uh, problem. The Spaniards. It was really the Spaniards. In the end, the Spaniards <laughs> are the original pricks. The pricks. 